It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stone, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stone. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio. This segment brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. you got a grocery store, liquor store, a little business with a you know, checkout center and you're having trouble keeping uh, cashiers in stock. Well, go with uh, the checkout, uh, the self-checkout system. Yeah, you don't have to be Home Depot or Costco to make that work. Give the folks at Southwest Point of Sale a call, 800-540-2149. Talk to Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, whoever. Tell them you'd like them to come out to your facility, take a look. It's part of the National Cash Register System, so it's not like it's a fly-by-night operation. They've been doing this for over 20 years. Might be able to save you some money, and if it doesn't work, they'll tell you. Because when they do sign up with you, you'll get them 24-7. I'm telling you, that's it's all about service with Jeff and his team. Southwest Point of Sale. Call them, 800-540-2149. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ, so he'll take me to lunch. Thanks. Now let's get back to Racer Radio. Black Force Motorsports, Porsche, BMW, Mini Cooper. Alternative to the dealer, or you just want to go fast. Over 40 years experience, go to blackforestautomotive.com. Got to make an appointment, and they'll hook you up. All right, who you got? Ron Mariello's back, if our Yak Radio listeners And since I have now, no idea what we're talking about, I just wrote down bicycles. Oh, Yes, last, a month ago, yeah. we had Ron on Yak Radio. We talked beauty, design, culture, yeah. food, bicycles, Italy. It went on and on and on and on. Yeah. But he does have a big pocket of knowledge regarding cars and racing. Mm-hmm. So he fits on Racer Radio as well. Cool. He's so, going to give us a re- he's going to give us and our listeners a reason to go to Italy. Okay, I could use a reason to go to Italy besides going to all of the car manufacturers so let's well see. it's part of the reason to go though yeah that's i mean if to go through i mean uh, i thought be, and oh man yeah I, I thought it'd be really interesting for people who may want to go to italy one day or have thought of does anybody do trips just yes. say for auto museums the, and, and the motor and, valley it's called have you heard of the motor valley i'm looking yeah. it up right now the motor valley is the area in emilia romagna which goes from modena to bologna and in that corridor is about seven manufacturers that all live and work in that area kind of like detroit well detroit, back in the day actually it's a little different detroit would be torino where okay. all the mass manufacturing is up there oh. but this is the custom area so that's where you start with ferrari you go to maserati lamborghini ducati dallara pagani and there's more of them all in this one region. That's where the, the racing heritage yeah. comes out yeah, of this I valley. Would, I and, would never go to Europe. I would never in a million years go to Europe except to do that. And, Dave, there's, there are tour operations that set you up to go day to day all the way through this valley. And it starts to open your mind to think, oh, my God, not only are they making beautiful, back to your point, Brittany, objects, mm-hmm. these are so they're hitting two access points, beauty and performance at the mm-hmm. highest level. Mm-hmm. I go to see the beauty park because I'm more of a designer. Right. I love the style, mm-hmm. the form. 
And then all of a sudden, after I've gone through these tours, I realize, oh, my God, they're hitting two points at the highest level. Mm -hmm. And they're competing with each other in this one valley. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't been, but I've been to quite a few. In fact, I just signed up to do go through the new Toyota Tundra plant in uh, San Antonio next month. But are the, the those those shops as as pristine and as computerized and as technical as Ford, Chevy, Toyota? I got a story for everything. You said you, you asked the right question. Of course I did. That's your job. That's my job. <laughs> my job is to hopefully answer them. And I bet you do because uh, I have a uh, feeling that it's, it's uh, well. Good. I'm so just here to listen I, and learn. I went to uh, Pebble Beach years ago, and because I speak Italian, I became close to the Maserati guys. And mm-hmm. they said, "Come on over, we'll give you a tour." Now it's hard to get a tour. Yeah. If you own a vehicle, you can get in. I took the Maserati tour in the morning, and then they drove me to Marinello for the Ferrari tour. This beautiful woman showed up in a Formula One quilted red outfit and took four of us through the factory. And this is the story. I love the history of design and the guild training of how you teach back in the Renaissance. You would sit and work with the master until you became a confident person. Mm -hmm. Then you became the master. Well, that's what Ferrari is still using, that old world Mm -hmm. guild system. So here the first line was the Modena 360 at that point. The middle line was a Scaglietti. And the last line was the Enzo, the last of the Enzos. In fact, they were all signing one at the point for Neil Diamond, as I remember. Huh. Wow. A big collector. Why wow. am I mentioning that? The guys on the 360 Modena, which in their world is the simpler machine, were younger guys all over Europe, but younger. Mm-hmm. The middle guys were middle-aged. The Enzo guys were all gray-haired experts. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's going back to the old Renaissance days mm-hmm. where you yeah, had training. to learn. Mm-hmm. Then to your other point... They knew where to use handcrafted skills, like in the cutting of the leather, in the the applying of the cosmetic details, in the handwork. But when you go into the next building, it is hermetically sealed, CNC cutting perfection. Really? So I thought Ferrari, to me, was the perfect blend of the craftsmanship and style and beauty and anima soul Mm -hmm. of Italy with state-of-the-art competitive technology. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a beautiful experience. Interesting. And I left. I turned and looked back in there. I looked at the car. In fact, it was a Scalette coming off the line. And I thought, oh, my God. I thought they were just beautiful objects. That's really not even what they're about. Mm-mm. They're about performance. Then oh, you yeah. go across the street to the Ferrari Museum, which is his family farm. Right. They built it in beautiful whale-shaped aerospace for all the, build, for all mm. the cars. Next door is the brick farmhouse his dad was a mechanic in mm-hmm. you walk in there and right down the middle of the barn which is gorgeous are about 20 ferrari engines all exposed on a long table and you go down this one won the 1957 mm-hmm. targa florio mm-hmm. this one was a prototype that didn't work because it was a boxer style and all of a sudden by the time you go down and i'm a presentation design guy so this blew me away mm-hmm. i realized my god these are not an aesthetics company, this is a performance engine building company. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I was seduced. Right. <laughs> so, to my point, there's so much to see. Yeah, well, I was just curious because, you know, everything over in, I mean, you don't, I mean, I hate, and I don't mean this in a negative fashion, but you don't think thermetically sealed high tech when you think of hand built cars like Ferraris and Maseratis and things like that. I mean, it's kind of like when you think of California, we all have horses and wear cowboy hats and eat yogurt and avocados. You know what, you know what that'll change your 
you got to go, and I'll help you get there. Well, that's what I said. But yeah. let, let me. Uh, the the really the place that it hit me was when I went to the Arese Alfa Alfa Romeo Museum, mm-hmm. and then you know we think of the the power vehicles that we know of from America, but when you go to an Alfa Romeo, you realize, my God, there's a lineage there that no other brand can even touch. The number of races they've won from oh, way three, back, yeah. And three. then you start to realize these are engineering companies; they're not design companies. Mm-mm. No, no, you're absolutely right. We, we kind of got the stick here that Italy is all about beauty and style, and it breaks if you breathe on it. They're engineers <laughs> first who can also build things with great beauty. And that's what I learned. Do you know what I learned just the other day? Because I have a little side job. I do auto inspections for a company back in the East Coast. And they gave me a, a, an assignment to go look at a 67 Jag XKE six-cylinder convertible. So I drive up to this guy's place, and he has over 50 120s, 140s. X, I mean, this, he's been doing it forever. He is the guy. So we got to talk, and of course, what comes up when you talk British cars, Lucas Electrics, right? right? I go, yeah, that stuff. I go, he goes, no, no. The problem with Lucas Electric is right there, and he pointed at the clock. He says, every Jag we get in, we disconnect the clock, because that was where the fire started. That's where all the electrical shorts were. Wow in this stupid clock mm-hmm. now if you have to have a clock we'll put an led clock in it but every one we get in we tell every customer the clock doesn't work and he says and that's what started the bad rap mm-hmm. with lucas electrics because i mean when you stop and think about it, electric is wires and, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. one silly clock so trivia mm-hmm. question next time you're having in oh, the u.s that just ruined the reputation it, it, well like audi with the runaway yeah we could go on and on all right let's take a quick break Right. I think Mr. Dirt Dude is on the line. We're looking. No, he's not. He knows. He just slides in. Right I know. He, he does. He, you know, he he's like he's, he's like Tatis Jr. going exactly. into second place. All right, this is Racer Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Have you watched it? Uh, all right, folks, welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. That's Little Miss, no power staring. Shut you up. should see the arms on this girl, folks. They're as big as footballs. The same is brought to you by El Cajon Ford. Nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. You buy a new or used from El Cajon Ford, you are part of the family. Go to ElCajonMotors.com. That's ElCajonMotors.com. So, Dirt 2, Dirt did you have a good time last night? I had an excellent time. Um, I was very surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised Brittany was there. I was. I was surprised she was racing. I was, I, was like, I was more surprised than you that I was racing. She wasn't going. I, I didn't plan. My car was in parts yesterday morning. I was wondering how I was even going to have it together for next week for Kern County. And then I saw that the dwarf cars were going first. And I was like, that was a gift to the dwarf cars. So in 40 minutes, my dad and I threw the car together and Bobby Brown picked it up because I didn't even have a tow truck. But how do you pass up going first? And the track was amazing. And when we let when we get to go first, we don't ruin the track for anyone after us. 
So no, it was it was a great night of racing. Like I said, I'm I'm not surprised to see Brittany there because she's always there, always there, you know, socializing. But then I saw you didn't have your driver's suit on, yeah. and then you're like, "Well, I got to go get ready." I'm like, "You got a car here? Yeah, you really gonna race today?" I was surprised too, but man, that with that. Was so she has fun. not stopped oh, talking that track. about. It. I mean, t- the fact that maybe the dwarf cars could always go first because we put on a good show and we don't tear up the track. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. That's it- the whole issue of like they think that you know the bigger tires roll the track in. It's just a process of you know rolling. Um, Rotating the the division. Yeah, I know. Hey, you're getting a wrinkly nose. You're getting the wrinkly nose. I'm just but telling. It was you. amazing, and whoever did that, thank you so much. It was how how fun was it behind Darren Brown for a little while? <laughs> I, I so we did our pill picks, and I got to start in the heat race right behind Darren Brown. Oh my! God. Right, and I'm my game plan. I'm just gonna follow him as long as I can, <laughs> and we the green flag goes down, and he does a little dance like. We're like, what happened, Darren? Uh, we're going first, right? And none of us expected it to be as dry as it was, but it was still early in the day, and it just dried out. And he's sideways crossed up, almost parked it going into one. I, I wish my GoPro was on. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't dive on the inside and get uh, him? I didn't hit him. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually passed. I passed you Darren passed Brown, Darren Brown at the start, and you were in the first. In I the don't front. think I was in the front. I don't know. A lot of us passed him, but he came back. But he always and he back. won and like lapped half of us. Yeah. So how the rest? <laughs> how the rest of the night go? When you watch that kid, man, he's just amazing. He's he just amazing. goes in the corner and just like you can see him just working the throttle, working the car, and it's just like gone. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think like, he had when to lift. Darren shows up. When Darren shows up. It's a race for who's going to finish second. Yep. And if he doesn't show up, it's a race for who's going to win the main tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's leading in the national points, and he has one race to go. We only got and one more race uh, to go? Uh, Marysville for the nationals. Uh, oh, for the nationals. Yeah. So okay, tell- well, for our junior drivers, Gage Baldwin got another main Yay. event win in a junior sprint. A sportsman mini dwarf was Bryson Byford got a main event win. Yay. And the Masters mini dwarf was Brody Lopez, and they all are, like, uh, repeat winners. Yes. Uh, on to the big track course, Darren Brown, uh, main event win. I think, what do I have on the list? Uh, I think Robert Peter's, Peter's got, got second. A second. Yep. Uh, John Isabel had some problems with lap yeah. traffic and took the front end off the car. Like the last um, lap, like lap 19. That's such a bummer. Cause... They still have him finishing his sixth, what? but that's going to be a points back from robert yeah six so i'm not sure how that point is going to go now yeah that's it's a bummer because robert peters and isabella he technically didn't finish the race but if you go back to the last lap because they they go back to the last green lap for the lineup they gave him his spot and then checkered the field I see, because they checkered the field. But it's still a bummer. You know, he and, and Robert Peters flag, going so back and forth. The only other flag that's going to come out after that is the checkered flag. Got it. So basically, they put everyone back up in lineup, whether he's you know going to roll into that lineup or not, and they, they finish that lineup yeah. as, as they came across when the caution white came out. It was a bummer. He was wow. broken. It was a bummer to see that on 19. Very, very and sad. He and they Robert had a grace going. have been going back It was like a... Darren Brown was out in front, but you had Robert Peters, uh, John Mikey Isabella, Hall. Mikey Hall, uh, Mike Tobiason. Those four or five were just like back and forth, and they were in front. 
like I said, it was a race for second between four cars. Yeah, because that track was awesome, and we put on a good show. I'm yeah. just saying, I and might they, be a little biased, Ron. <laughs> just saying, I might be. Trust what you're saying. They are, they are figuring that track out. Once again, everyone from Cocopaw and our crew are working together, um, trying to figure out, because, you know, next year it's going to be a, a merge again, a merger mm-hmm. to, to get with the, both track crews. So that's what we're looking kind of forward to next year. I'll cover a little bit of that in a little bit after we go through the whole line of stuff. So Street Talks, Dennis Taylor got a main event yes. win. Good one. That that car was was really good. Um, trying to think of anyone else. Sunny Trent did a had a had a, a good night too. Oh, good. Um, let's see. In our pure stocks, we had like 19 cars show up for a 50 lap main event. We did like 20. We were gonna go 25 and then turn them and go 25 backwards. End up having a caution or problem at uh, red flag at 21. So he turned around backwards from there. There was $1,650 on the line, Mm. payouts for everybody. At the driver's meeting. Sorry, go ahead. $750 for first, $300 for second, $200 for third. Uh, If you got fifth place, you got $50. Um, RC Trucking, Rick Chavez Trucking, Robert, yeah, Rick Chavez Trucking threw in $100 for some random pull from anyone from sixth (laughs) to the end. For a hundred dollars, this is in addition to the payout. This is all in addition to the regular payout. Everyone just was throwing money and like, I'll pay for this spot. If they finish here, here's fifty bucks. If they finish here, here's a hundred dollars. The hard charger was a hundred, and then you know the winner was just really good. Uh, Curtis Ryder came back, and I haven't seen him forever. He's usually racing with his son, and he brought out his car and got a main event win. (laughs) That car looked good. I mean, it was like. He's like, I found the outside line, and it worked for me. And he goes, even after we turned around, still outside line worked for me. Um, IMCA Sport Compact, Dustin Wood out of Yuma, Arizona, came out. Young kid. Third, fourth race, I think, in a Sport Compact. He got a mini event win. Yeah, very young kid. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and it was nice to meet the two girls that we have in that group. Yeah. I know Raglan, the 04. She is like, well, she's technically 17. She she told me last night. I'm technically 17 because I guess in a month she turned 17. So she didn't want to be known as 16. She's 17. And then um, Macy Constance was a new girl in the car. Uh, she had just like not even raced. She had um, off road like bikes, motorcycles, quads, stuff like that. Um, picked up a car and came out and ran it. And she had a great time. That's and awesome. I talked to them both. And she's 14. She's a natural, friends. is what she is. Yeah, and it was fun to watch that group. They actually did really good. I mean, uh, Macy had a flat tire during the heat race, got upset about that, and was like, came out with a grudge to do to do well. And she actually did very well in the in the main event. How many showed up for that? Is that division growing? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got nine on my list, yeah, and I think there might have been another one. So I, I know that a couple of couple. Of, uh, cars didn't make it on my list, but yeah, I have nine on there, so that's pretty good. I think we had overall for the night we had over sixty cars. Um, back to our pony stocks, Dennis Taylor, another win, back to back, two main event wins, and I, I don't know if anyone's done that before, but he was like, "Oh, this the is first in the time same I've night, listeners, listeners. Yeah. This is the same night Dennis won two different divisions, Jeez. and I know he wants to two main win event wins the, on the same night, and he wants to do the modified. He wants to have three in one night." 
<laughs> but I don't know that that pure. Well, no. Let's see what he ran a pony and a street. Right. And he goes, he was whipped after that. He goes, man, I am, I am dead tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, even after like Curtis Ryder, after I talked to him after that fifty laps, and he was like. You're gonna have to give me a minute, man. I gotta catch my breath, and he goes, "I gotta, you know, get some water, and I gotta, <laughs> I gotta relax after this one." It was a, it was a battle. Then we had something new we've never had about mm-hmm. the track before. They were a mini late model, mini dirt late model. They ran a 600 cc motor, motorcycle engine. They are sealed motors, so you can't get in the gearbox, you can't get in the in the head, anything like that. Uh, crank. Uh, the only thing you can change is the air cleaner and the header. They are a spec car from front to back, uh, tires, everything, rim size, everything's a spec uh, on that car. And um, they're out of, a lot of guys came out of Yuma or out of Arizona. And there was uh, one guy from Antucket, uh, California, up north more. Um, I heard someone sold a car last night and <laughs> someone bought one of those cars last oh, night. Oh, that's funny. What's it, lo- what's it look like? You know, you know, a full size dirt late model, like, you know, um, I can't remember the guy that like everyone talks about the, the goat from from racing from dirt late models. Mm-hmm. Scott Bloomquist. So they just shrunk Scott, this car down. It is a mini. That's yeah, mini. It is like <laughs> I think I I looked it up and it's like you know an eighth scale or something like that. It's 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 a small version of it, mm-hmm. but they have the whole front nose package off a dirt late model on these mini dirt late models. So the dwarf car is a five eight scale, so I wonder if it's a five eight scale. Some yeah, I think somewhere around there. Yeah. It, they they say it's comparable to a lightning sprint. They were fast. Oh my gosh. I don't know that they lifted. We were talking about that. I asked Bobby, um, because they went last and I said, Why aren't they spinning out of control? And with a drier track and he's all I'm not sure, maybe it's the shape, but whole hood like looks like it's almost a spoiler. Yeah, you know, push down. Push down on it. And then I went and from behind saw how fat that right wheel, that right rear tire, tire was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're running. It's pretty much like a uh, a lightning sprint with a full body on it. Other than like you know, because they have the <clears throat> yeah, because they're running a chain drive. It's not like the dwarf car where they run a shaft. It's a chain. Oh, okay. Wow, that's true. Yeah, I didn't see under any of it the panels, the hood, yeah. but they did not sound like they lifted at all. So and they were oh, at they the were end like, of the they night. They were buzzing them things, but they weren't up against the rev limiter, which I was surprised because you know everyone else is up against the rev limiter last night, like. Our sport compacts. The one kid's like, they told me to run it as hard as I can till it, till it, <laughs> you know, it tells me when it's when it's there. It's not going to run no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. When's the next hear. race? Okay, so next race is September eighth. We have three races left: September eighth, the twelfth, the and then um, the second and the sixteenth of October. Next race is going to be IMCA modifieds, sport mods, sport compacts, street stocks, pure stocks, dwarf cars, and lightning sprints. Um, and then the second of the last race, October, uh, 2nd, I think it's going to be kind of an open thing and something's in the work for the 16th race. And that'll be released sometime this week. Keep an eye out Brona Speedway or Brona Speedway on Facebook, bronaspeedway.com, Brona Speedway, Facebook. Uh, we will be releasing a bunch of information, um, for the next races coming up and for the end of the season. Looking forward to next year. Like I said, um, tracks merging together with another track. Um, awesome. So we have a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of things in the works, and very excited. Tricia and Todd Salazar, 
uh, are very excited for it. And, you know, thank all of our sponsors and, of course, you guys for for promoting us. Not a problem. You take care and El Cajon Ford. Thank them as well because that's what makes this happen. Awesome to have a local track. Yes, it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Scott Delosio on the line, and he's got some news for you from Paris Auto Speedway. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue. John is a AAA Napa Auto Care and ASC certified shop, so check him out, 619-461-3600, or just go to the website and make an appointment. Also, this segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, fastest half-mile, I guess you could say, clay dirt track on uh, the East Coast, eighteen se- or West Coast, 18700 Lake Paris Road, Paris, California. We've got the voice on the line. <laughs> That's Scott Delosio. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you guys? Trying to stay cool. Great. How about you? Yeah, yeah, really trying to stay cool. I just got a text from Ronnie Everhart, who you probably remember. Yeah. And she's doing the infield announcing in Mojave Valley Raceway last night, tonight. She just texted me like 15 oh. minutes ago showing me her car thermometer. It's yeah, what is it? degrees there. How much? 118. Oh, wow. By the way, this is the racing grandma we're talking hot, about. The red hot racing grandma. Oh, oh yeah. Please don't me. forget that part. The red hot race. So she... That's so cool that she's announcing. That's that's because I know that's something she probably always wanted to do. That is cool. Yeah, she's uh, still the infield announcer, but there was a time earlier this year when their normal announcer was out sick. Ah. So they had called me up there three weeks to do that, and they called me a fourth week, but I was announcing the sprint car race up in Bakersfield, and they said, "Do you know anybody?" And I go, "You got Ronnie mm-hmm. right there. I mean, she <laughs> can do awesome. a great job, and uh, she filled in and did great." Yeah, well, of course, she's such a yeah. Next time you uh, talk to her, tell her I said hi. Will do. So you got something pretty exciting coming up uh, on the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, um, obviously it's a date uh, not good in our history. And if you were alive back then, you remember it. And we that 9-11 actually happened on a Tuesday. And we had a choice on that Saturday night to race or not. We are actually... During that whole time, we were set up with a display mm-hmm. at the L.A. County Fair. And we displayed their uh, sprint cars on Tuesdays and Thursdays during the fair. And the attack on New York took place and the Pentagon and in Pennsylvania. That all took place on a Tuesday morning. So, you know, we were in contact with the fair and they canceled the fair that day, which was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um and then we were there Thursday. They had reopened the fair two days later on Thursday. But we had a choice to make it the racetrack. You know, do we run this Saturday night or not? And we had a meeting, and everybody threw their opinions in. And, you know, it came down to maybe if we race, we can give three people three hours, just get away. An escape. From, you know, the horror we were all dealing with. So we did that. It ended up being a good night. And, uh like everybody else is running probably this Saturday night, we're going to, we're going to remember that night and we're going to do it in a way Don has went out and he's bought 1500 American flags, give the first 1500 fans through the gate. Um, our night of destruction drivers, they want to do something. So they're all going to bring American flags and they're going to do a three abreast salute, the entire field around the track. 
before we get going on the night. Right. Um, you know, and it's just, it, it's sad. It's still sad that day happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and if anybody's around, if, you know, that's one of those days you knew exactly where yep. you were when oh, everything yeah. happened. No, so, you're uh, absolutely, but, but you know what? I think you're, I think you're right. I think we need to, you know, do something like this that Paris Auto Speedway is putting together as a remembrance, bring people together, you know, passing out American flags and honor the fallen and then enjoy a good night of racing because they would want you to do that. They wouldn't want you to just sit around and cry and mope and remember. Yes. You know, and exactly it's exactly that. It's a it's a it's a somber deal. You know, nobody's trying to turn it into a holiday because mm-hmm. that's not what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, there's not going to be any fireworks or anything like that. It's not a celebration. No. It's a remembrance of yeah. a sad time. So exactly. hold on one second. Stop it. Hi. That's his dog. See? See? They always <laughs> mess with you when you're <laughs> doing hear- an interview. <laughs> well, I come back and sit on a bed and do it. And as soon as I open my bedroom door, they make a beeline for back there. And- <laughs> All three of them are here, and two of them are. It's always entertaining, Dave. Well, exercising. They want to be. They want to be on the radio. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, well, share I'll those... bring them down there, and uh, ah. I'll leave them in the studio with oh, you one boy. day, and the the mail will pee all over everything inside. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you got to remember, I have dogs too, so you're preaching to yeah. the choir. That's true. I got one that insists that she lays next to me. And I scratch her. And if I don't scratch her in the right spot, she'll start moving. And this is a 90-pound Rottweiler. Oh. She'll start moving around, and she'll swing around and because I missed a spot. How dare so you. So, no, I totally get where you're coming from, my friend. But that's okay. Yeah, Dog dad. people are great people. Yes. Yeah, they are. Dogs are. Yeah. God, if we all got along like dogs. Oh. Imagine what this world would be like. Wouldn't that be I was a- just talking to someone about that. What's that chemistry in a dog that yeah. makes them so loyal? But you know what? Can if they don't like them? you, if you have bad bad mojo, yeah. dogs know that. That's true. My dog does not like my brother-in-law for some reason. Yeah. See? You got to talk to that guy. So so it's going to be Night of Destruction on the 11th? Yeah, Night, night of Destruction again. You know, um, and the biggest thing going with that this year, I mean, we're getting bigger fields mm-hmm. in all the classes. Um, the figure eight cars are transforming where they're now almost all faster, which is called the late model figure eight. Um, oh. The demo cross class is about the same size, but we're getting way more mini stocks. And the double deckers are increasing. Mm. Uh, you know, Eric Evans ask. brought one out uh, <laughs> two months ago, and they've won every race since. They've won three straight races. Ah. And we had another guy. Guy called me on the phone about three weeks ago, and he goes, "Hey, if I build one of these cars, would it be all right if I put the car on top backwards?" Oh, wait! And I said, what? "I have no problem with that, but it's not my decision. So you're calling the wrong person." So I gave him a number. He showed up with, a, I think it was a 1992 Lincoln on the bottom, and they put a PT Cruiser on top, mounted backwards. Wait, no. is that the person that's steering though? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just a long shaft that goes down to the. That's awesome. <laughs> Thinking outside the box and then some. So, so what would he think yeah, as yeah. a benefit of doing that? Or was he just, just trying to be different? Out. I think he was just trying to be yeah. different. He said he was going to name the car, um, 
pass backwards yeah. the opposite way and I'm going please don't do that because I, I'm the one who gets all the emails about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right, true. Lots exactly. of kids come. And so we have a studio guest today and his face kind of contorted when we mentioned the doubles. Ron, literally it. it's a car with another car stacked on top. I was the hoping top that's driver what it was. is steering and the bottom driver I believe accelerator the, and yeah. brake. <laughs> Well, when, I, awesome. when I grew up, the Demolition Derby was on TV on, on ABC Wide, Wide World, of, World Sports. of Sports. I loved that. Yeah. Well, Paris Auto Speedway, they offer it on a fairly regular. But it's called Night of Destruction. It's yeah, not. We, yeah, tell us. Tell, tell them about it. We don't have Demolition Derbies anymore. No. I mean, yours is a full Wait, calendar. I see that I'm looking on your Facebook, and I'm seeing, look, one that's backwards. Yeah, that's it. Already. Yeah. That's it's it. like, did he do it and then ask? Better to no, ask. No, 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 no. They're very good on their Facebook page. They're oh up to date. Oh my goodness! That Ooh, car, that's that car, awesome. that car already raced. And that's a PT uh, Cruiser. That's yes. a nice paint job on I know. that double it reminds decker. Me of that you gotta candy. give him credit. That, yeah. Um, yes. That's uh, well, my awesome. mistake was that Chris Economaki. He used to do that. You might yeah, remember. Yeah, he used to do that, and he used to do the World Figure Eight Championships too yeah. from Ice Slip Speedway in New York. Yeah. Oh, you're good. No, he knows Scott's he a historian. Good. Scott is good. It's just yeah. his dogs that. Um, yeah, and, and he likes hockey a whole lot more. Well, it must be Canadian. Yeah. He loves close. Uh, grew up about six miles from Canada in Detroit. That'll yeah. do it every time. So, how many de- uh, the night of destruction for folks? Maybe they just tuned in, or Ron, who's new to the show. What what what's going to be on the calendar or the, the card? Um, it's going to be figure eight racing. Okay. Then we have a figure eight trailer race where oh, yes. there's a trailer with whatever's on top of it. Um, and it's a regular figure eight race. And like, say, you know, they got a couch or something on the trailer. If the couch gets knocked off, they can keep racing. Mm-hmm. If the trailer gets knocked off, then they're out. So that okay. becomes part of the strategy, not just to avoid the intersection, but to try to take out the guy in front of you uh, and knock him out of the race. Gotcha. There's demo cross, which is an oval track mm-hmm. race, which is, um, it's like a demolition derby, but it's a race. You can do anything you want except hit somebody in the driver's door. So they race that on the quarter mile, and we have that big ball out there. Um, we call it the money ball now. We used to call it the ball of death, but we call it the money ball. It starts on the start-finish line. If that thing gets pushed all the way around the racetrack and crosses the start-finish line makes a lap, the last person who hits it, Oh. Normally gets a hundred dollars, but I think if I remember right, the last two races nobody got it over, so it's a carryover. So that's three hundred dollars this week. Mm-hmm. And we have the mini stock class, which we began in late two thousand eighteen, which is growing. That's like demo cross that anything goes, um, but they run on a road course. They start out on the half mile or on the half mile oval, cut to the quarter mile oval. Now they're killing each other. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, and they go through the infield on a road course. And then we have the demo car, the double deckers, which they run clockwise. So they're going the opposite direction. And it's also a full contact class, which you really don't need it because anytime they haul rear end into the turns, they're up on the right side wheel. Ah. So it's fun for everybody, you know, come out early um, from five gates open at five, five fifteen to five forty five. We put all the cars on the track. And all the fans go down, meet the drivers, get autographs, and they pass out free candy, and some of them pass out T-shirts and toys to the kids. 
It's a family show. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's so good. Family show, and it's a fun Very entertaining ride. Buy your tickets online. It's only maybe an hour or so drive from San Diego. Straight shot up the freeway. Yeah, it's, it's easy. up to 215. Beautiful facility. Yeah, take the Ramona Parkway and boom, you're there. It yeah. is so much fun. Uh, yeah, our, they, can still, they can buy tickets online. Yeah. But we're wide open. They can walk up and buy tickets as well. Super. All right, buddy. Hey, <laughs> take your dogs for a walk. They need to get some I exercise. I got to take them outside before he decides he's... He's there. He wants a pee on again. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking at you with that. He's looking at you with that eye. So be careful. You got it. All right, folks. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Hey, this is Racer Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. It'll be supposed to. Yeah, look it up. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic out there in lovely Woodside in Santee. They not only will work on your vehicle, uh, but they'll also, if it's a performance vehicle, they'll throw it on the dyno and show you what they did. That's CertifiedCarCare.net. CertifiedCarCare.net. All right. So we're talking with our good friend. Make sure I get his name right. Ron Morelio. and Mariello. Mariello. I finally hey, have you flip mistakes I, I this time. I know, and, yes. and and Ron's got a are working on a facility. Yeah, in Liberty Station. Liberty Station. In fact, uh, how's that coming? Well, it's coming slow and steady. How's that? We're we're plodding along. That's the nature of a volunteer effort. But mm-hmm. we have a six figure donation. We got the there keys to the building. We got the city on our side. So we'll we'll get. We're the halfway money. there. Right. Um, but on nine, actually, we were talking in the last segment about nine eleven, mm-hmm. and uh, on nine eleven on Saturday next, which is next Saturday, uh, I'm actually doing a bicycle tour. Uh, we call it a design bike tour of East Village and Barrio Logan. I'm taking thirty cyclists for San Diego Design Week, and San Diego Design Week is a annual event now where they're celebrating all things having to do with design in our city, including bicycles, cars, and whatever it might be. So at 1030 to 1, I'm taking 30 people. There are a few tickets left. I'm going to mention if you're interested, go to sandiegodesignweek.org and look up Design Bike Tours. So those are another way for people to learn about their city on a bike. Mm -hmm. Do they have to have a bike? They do, but, you know, we're going three miles. It's not a ride. It's more of a way to see the city and more than you can walk. Mm-hmm. We're going to go see four designers. We're going to see a, a glass blower, a bookmaker, uh, a new project downtown, and this incredible bookstore called Libe Lubra in, uh, in Barrio Logan. But what I really want to talk about mm. is the Targa Florio bike, excuse me, uh, automobile event in Sicily. Because mm-hmm. I want to go to phase two on Italy. Are you ready for that? Why Dave? we should go visit Italy. Absolutely. That's what he's telling us. Okay, so I brought this little placemat. That's cute. Which was given to me by a Sicilian. So, and it actually shows the entire island of Sicily, which is down at the heel or the toe of the boot of Italy. Mm -hmm. It's an island all its own. And most Italians in San Diego are Sicilian, many of them. I I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know why? Mm -hmm. Tell me why, Dave. You know why? No, that one I don't know. All right. Well, what's going around here? A lot of water and a lot of fishermen, right? Uh, what do we have in San Diego yeah. back before uh, the tuna fishermen? Tuna saners. So I know. Guys, I tried to go down and get a job, and the guy says, You're not yeah. Italian. You're not yeah. Italian. Or Portuguese. Or Portuguese, exactly. Or Greek, but in that order. Yeah. 
But these guys, that's why San Diego has a very strong Sicilian community. So when I've been going to Italy now for 40 years and I'm pretty deeply involved in the fabric, but I've never gone down to Sicily. Why? Why? Because I'm smart enough to know that I don't want to bump around like a tourist looking at churches and being handled like uh, the unwashed masses. I want to be on the inside with Sicilians. So you got to find somebody. you got to find a route. What was the route? The car. So I had a friend who was posting pictures all around Sicily, and I said, Rodolfo, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing a recreation of the Targa Florio race. Uh, <laughs> Porsche Targa. Yeah. You, okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I said, can I do it? And he said, if you can get a car, yes. So I tried to get a car. Well, trying to get a car from an Italian is asking him to kind of date his wife. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. I hear you. So I figured that one out. And then the, the, finally, the... Race organizers, which is the uh, Veterans Car Club of Palermo, said, we have a guy who needs a co-driver. I think he might take you on. So I called him in Sicily. Mm-hmm. He was very suspicious. He said, call me back. Called me back. He said, okay, I checked you out. I'll come to the airport. I'll pick you up in three months, and we'll do it. Now, that was a pretty big risk mm-hmm. for a guy who didn't know who he was yeah. going to ride four days with in a car. Yeah. He and I have become... Stronger than brothers. His name is Isidoro Rappa. I call him Tazio after mm-hmm. Tazio Nuvolari because he's a great driver. What this is, it is a recreation ride around Sicily for four days of the original Targa Florio race. Wow. The Targa Florio race is the most historic automobile event in the world and the most respected until it ended in about 78 because too many people were dying on Mm -hmm. these open roads in powerful Porsches, Aston Martins, open category racing. They started out in 1910 or so with a guy named Vincenzo Florio, who was like an Andrew Carnegie of Mm -hmm. Sicily. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, how do we get promoting our island? Let's have an open race. And every year they would have a different race around the island. When you go to Sicily now, Automobile racing to them is like baseball is here. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Oh, yeah. They got all the, the world famous coming out of that. Island. And they know the racers. They know the winners every year. So here I was. I thought, that sounds like a good way yeah. to get to know Sicily. So now I'm, I'm in their cars, mm. drinking their wine, Ooh, staying better. at their hotels, oh. making friends with people who love cars like I do. And they have taught me so much. And oh, we man. are, if I pick up my phone right now, I'll guarantee you in the last three hours, I've gotten a message from Sicily. <laughs> Because now I'm part of the team. Yeah. And I've learned a lot about cars. So I tell people this who are interested in automobiles and plus what the cars that come are driver cars. These are are beautiful old pieces that these guys use. And we spend four days. So what did you drive in? I was in a 1959 Fiat 1500 Pininfarina Uh Cabriolet. Little thing. I was thinking that. I was wondering. Just a little thing. But it's why I ended up buying a 1973 Alfa Romeo GTV because I fell in love with the shape and I had to have one. But But that's not compared to what you drove in. No, this is a smaller engine car. But the reason, what does it mean to the people here? How do I get to do that? That's what I was wondering. I I really think it's one of those, I used the word a few minutes ago to you, Brittany, uncommercialized. Mm -hmm. You mean we have a way in America of taking something good and blowing it up into something that's a moneymaker. Yes. This thing is truly in the heart of the, the love of the Targa Flory and the island. So if they're interested in coming, um, I'd be ha- happy to guide them through. Mm-hmm. It's for the right kind of interested person. But if you want to see Sicily through the eyes of a historic race with incredible cars and amazing food, and by the way, it's not expensive. 
It's not like the Mille Miglia where you have to prop your nose up in order to do the race. This is very much for motor lovers. That sounds quite How do they find out about it? The best way is to uh, ask Dave Stahl to get in touch with Ron Muriello. (laughs) Now, that's the problem with – it's one reason why it's so under the radar is because they don't publicize it much Uh, and they're not very well marketed, which I love. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they don't. But I'd be happy to make people have the introduction to this because – it's at the crossroads of all these things we love about well, and racing in Italy. And, and, and it's history, you keep too. Mentioning food the his, well, that's the, the history thing. aspect is really what should draw people in to this situation. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned to you last time you were here, but I just finished reading a book, and it said where they raced mm-hmm. turn three. And it was all of the racetracks in Southern California. And there's a town, you know, where Corona? Sure. Well, if you fly over Corona... There is a circle around the city, and that was their racetrack. Wow. And it's still there. Wow. So things like this, I know, has got to get people excited because the history of how, you know, the Mille Amelia and all the rest of the races are out there, they all have roots, and a lot of it was trying to sell cars. Exactly. And these were manufacturers would take their latest and greatest yeah. experimental prototypes. We're talking Porsche taking their nine series Le Mans type vehicles set up for a curvy race and unlimited horsepower and just blowing the socks off. Oh, of I know. It's amazing. And the problem was, of course, they went from small vehicles back in the turn of 1910, 1920s, where everyone could safely sit outside to something that they but were. But you couldn't even be, right. you shouldn't even be near it. You shouldn't be near it. Well, I tell people, you know, like when I get a Porsche and I put it on TV, I tell them the reason the key is on the left side was to gain two or three seconds at a Le Mans race uh, because they had to run across the track, jump in. jump in. Well, if you had to take your right hand, stick it in, turn the key, get it started, then grab the shifter, you're going to lose two, three, four seconds, maybe more. Mm-hmm. But if you go like this and you're down the road, mm-hmm. in fact, I did a I would have had a 911. I did it, and the Porsche guy you know, called me, you know, sent me an email back. He goes, "I'm very impressed that you knew about, about the key on stuff. the left." I go, "Yeah, well, don't move it." <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, and along those lines, when you're there, you get to see guys like a guy called Chicha, who hand makes leather riding racer shoes out of leather for Seifert and, and Sterling Moss oh, wow. and all these guys. And he's you go into his little shop, and he's a hand make. Right, driving shoes with a whole collection of history all around mm-hmm. us. And there's places like that all over the island if you know where to go. Yeah, you have to know where That's to go. Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what. We're all, By the way, I got a text. I think it might be an answer to your question. We're down to 15 seconds, Corey Ron. Corey Peabody is in town for say? the KUSI deal. Only driver in town that early can, can get drivers remotely. Fine. <laughs> so we have one. It'll be in town for KUSI next Sunday, and then he'll get we'll get a remote caller in. Okay. So there's our boat people. Send us off in Italian, would you? Uh, uh, wait, let me finish it up. This oh. is Racer Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. Il risposto.